Hey there, everybody. This is Steve Hutto with Harvest Celebration Ministries and the Missions Community. Harvest Celebration Ministries is a missions organization that we founded back in 1998. And through this organization, we've been able to reach into India. And we've also been able to reach into the nation of Honduras. We make frequent trips there to preach the gospel, to work with local pastors. Also in Honduras, we uh, have children you can sponsor. These are very needy children. They are not orphans, but they are very needy. Uh, the $25 a month sponsorship will call will uh, provide for them uh, school supplies, which is uh, in, in a remote village uh, where they live is kind of hard to come by. So school supplies, shoes, they need shoes. Um, also uh, food, uh, we, we provide them with a... Uh, big box and a packet of food for for the sponsored children and their families. Um, school supplies, school shoes, and clothes, food, and also a special gift at Christmas time. So we are so excited. We right now we have you know we're small but we're growing. We have about fifteen children that are sponsored. We have more children that need to be sponsored. So if you are interested, all you need to do is just simply go to www.harvcell. That's H A R V C E L. Com. We're also with the Missions Community, which is nothing more than a um, photograph platform on Instagram. We are the Missions Community at the underscore missions underscore community. Check us out. If you are, if you are a short-term missionary or you've taken missions trips, if you would like to submit your photos to be posted on the Missions Community site, then all you need to do is hashtag them of course, uh, the pound sign, the missions community. And we would be more than happy to take a look at them. We may feature them. Check it out. Check out the missions community. There's a lot uh, lot of posts, several thousand pictures, uh, and it'll give you an idea of what people are doing in different parts of the world to share the love and the gospel of Jesus. So enough about that. The purpose for this podcast is to share the Word of God. And I'm going to share from you today from Ephesians chapter 2, and we're going to start with verse number 1. These are the words of Paul, of course, who was an apostle, and Paul was writing a letter to the people in Ephesus, so that's why it's called the book of Ephesians. Starting with chapter 2, verse 1, Paul says this, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. In other words, he's saying, you know, one time you were of the world. You were lost. You were not saved. And then in verse 3, Paul says, Among them, we too all formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and we were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. But here's the good part. I like it when we get a good B-U-T type of a but <laughs> in the Word of God. He says, but, but God being rich in mercy, man, this is one of the greatest attributes of being a Christian. But God, even though we were lost, being rich in mercy, because of His great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our sins and our transgressions, He made us alive together with Christ, and you can say in Christ, by grace you have been saved. Now, verse 5, he says, even when we were dead in our sins, Christ made us alive. That's, 
It's, it's powerful. That means that grace is something God does for us. It's nothing we can do for ourselves. The only thing we can do is just trust in Jesus, believe that He's Lord, believe that He did this, and receive it. Over in Romans chapter 5, verse 6, the Scripture says, uh, Paul said these words to the Romans. He said, uh, he said, while we were still helpless, we were ungodly, we were helpless, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. I think the actual reading is while we were still helpless. In other words, while we could do nothing for ourselves, Jesus died for the ungodly. You know, I was ungodly before I met Jesus, and the only way I can be godly now is in Jesus by knowing Him. That's incredible. So let me read verse 5 again. Even when we were dead in our transgressions, Jesus made us alive together, or God did, with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with Him, and seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come He might show the surpassing riches of His, there it is, grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. You notice he says, with Christ, with Jesus, in Christ, in Jesus, many times. The reason is because it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Jesus is the one who became the sacrifice. He's the manifestation uh, of God's grace. He took upon himself our sins. He died and he rose in our place. And now he's at the right hand of the Father. And Paul also talks about in the book of Romans chapter 6 that if, if we accept Jesus, then in a sense we have died with him because we accept what he did on the cross. And then in the same way that we have died with him, when we know him, we are also risen with him. And so we, we experience the death and the life of Jesus Christ in us. And because of that, we're freed from our sins because Jesus paid the price for us. He became our sins on the cross. And so that's why Paul could say that we're raised up with him. You know, we're connected to him in the spiritual realm because of what he did on the cross. And he rose from the dead and ascended back to the Father and now sits at the very right hand of power, the scripture says, the very right hand of God. So through Jesus, you and I, if we are saved, if you know him, we are seated with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. What that means with is that even though we live a natural life here on the earth, we're connected with Him in the Spirit because the Spirit of God, we're, we've been born again and the Spirit of God lives in us. The same Spirit, Paul says, that raised Jesus from the dead. And so therefore, we're connected with Jesus. The Scripture says that Jesus is the head of the church, the head of the body of Christ. And the analogy here is a, is a genuine body. A body has a head and it has a body, you know. And so Jesus is the head. The head right now is at the right hand of the Father. His body is in the earth right here. We are the body of Christ. His hands, His feet, and His heart. And, you know, we, because of Jesus, can continue His work. He is the head at the right hand of the Father. But, you know, a body doesn't function if the head is severed or cut off. Well... In Christ, we're connected to the head, not severed. Therefore, that's why we're also seated with Him in heavenly places. And you could reverse that, y'all. 
if we're seated with Him in heavenly places by the Spirit of God and in Christ, then He is with us in earthly places because we are His body. Now, let's go on to verse 8. I love this. It's a very popular scripture. Ephesians 2, 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. I love that. For grace we've been saved through faith. And he goes on to say that, you see, we didn't do it. That's what grace is. Grace is unmerited favor from God. We receive something. We're offered something that we didn't deserve, that we didn't have to earn for. But because God loves us so much, He offers it to us. We receive it. And that is that is grace. And because we didn't work for it, we become His workmanship, not our workmanship. You see, we get into trouble when we try to be our own workmanship. We have to be careful when we say, you know, I'm a self-made person. Well, you might have done well and you might have worked hard, but there's one thing you'll never achieve to. You'll never earn your salvation by working hard and trying to score brownie points with God. It doesn't work. There's nothing you can do because while we were helpless, the Scripture says, while we were lost in our sins, Christ died for us even when we were dead in our trespasses, in our sins. Christ made us alive by going to the cross for us. So as a result of that, we become His work. You know, you've heard people say, wow, he or she is a piece of work. Well, I'm telling you what, you look at me and you see a piece of God's work. If I look at you because you know Jesus, you're, I'm looking then at a piece of God's work. We are His workmanship, he says in verse 9, created in Christ. Remember, He's the key. It's through Him. We receive Him. He did the work for us. We're created for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we would walk in them. Man, that's incredible. That's just simply good stuff right there. So I want to go back to 8. Ephesians 2, 8. Because there's two situations mentioned there that I want us to take a look at. The first one is, he says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. Now we pretty much know, if you walk with the Lord for any time, you pretty much know what grace is. It's God's unmerited favor. It's the fact that He paid the price. He became our sins. 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, He that knew no sin was made to be sin our sins, so that we could be, and that's through Him, the righteousness of God. And He does say, in Christ. So in Christ, we become the righteousness of God because He incurred the penalty that we should have incurred uh, by going to the cross for us. For by grace you have been saved through faith. So God's part is already done. You see, that's the gospel That's the good news. God sent Jesus, and Jesus, the sacrificed Lamb of God, has already done His work. That's why He hung on the cross, and He said, It is finished, before He gave up His spirit and went uh, into the grave, or was put into the grave. God has done His part. Jesus has done His part. We're saved by grace. But He says, Through grace. Faith. So there are two parts. One is God's part. 
It's done. Good news, man. The second part is our part. Faith. All we have to do is believe in the One who came and did it for us, and that's Jesus Christ. We have to believe in the Gospel of Jesus, which is the good news that I've been talking about, that He did for us. All we have to do is believe it. We don't have to earn anything. We don't have to do a certain number of Hail Marys. We don't have to climb a mountain. We don't have to go out into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights and seek for God. We don't have to pay any price, any monetary price. We don't have to give up anything but ourselves. And that simply means we surrender our lives to Jesus. We trust that Jesus is Savior and that what He did is the truth and we receive it, and we believe it. And the moment we truly believe it, we become saved. We become born again. You see, that's faith. Our part is faith. God's part, He's already done it, and we just simply receive it. And the moment we receive it, something supernatural happens in our heart and in our life, and we become born again. Our spirit comes to life in us, And the same Spirit then that raised Jesus from the dead comes and lives in us and we come alive from the dead, so to speak, the dead of being lost in our sins to being now freed from our sins and we begin a relationship with the One who did it for us, Jesus, and we build on that relationship every single day by reading and studying, learning the Word of God, applying it in our prayers, applying it in our conversation, and we live for Jesus Christ. And we walk by faith from that day on. It's you know The first thing we do is in faith we receive Jesus and then from that point on we begin learning His Word and believing that His Word is true as it's applied in our life. And you walk by faith, not by the way things appear. It's an adventure, my friend. It's one of the great... It is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me and it's, it's a life that is seeing God move supernaturally, seeing God provide things, seeing God change lives and situations and being allowed to go to other countries and meet other people and minister and, and, and learn even in other cultures is, man, it's the greatest life you could ever, ever have on this earth. That's knowing Jesus. So, two things. God's part and our part. His part is grace. Grace, charis in the Greek. Unmerited favor. Gifts that are unearned. Something we, couldn't, we would never earn on our own, but God extends it to us out of His mercy. Mercy is not getting what we deserved, which was death. Grace is getting what we don't deserve, which is life. Grace and mercy. But by grace we're saved through faith. So with that in mind, listen to this. Let me talk about some of the attributes of grace. It's important because God did all the work, but it's, it's our part also to learn to kind of dissect this thing called grace and what God has done for us so that the more we know it, the more we can trust in it, you know? You know, I know I'm an incredible creature in Christ because something supernatural and godly happened inside of me, but the, my whole walk is, is about finding out just what that is and who I am specifically verse by verse, in the Scripture. So, let's talk about this grace for just a few minutes. Go to back over to uh, chapter 1, or go over to chapter 1, Ephesians 1, 3. Now, this is an attribute of grace. I'm going to talk about several. Verse 3, blessed, this is Ephesians 1, 3, blessed or blessed, it depends on where you're from, 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before Him. Now, here's an attribute of grace. Number one, we're blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. How's that possible? Because we are raised up with Him, seated with Him by the Spirit. We're connected to the heavenly realm. Remember, He's the head, we're the body. The head is not severed. He is Jesus. And therefore, if we're we're His body on the earth, we have Jesus living in us too, uh, right here on the earth. But yet... As a born-again believer, you are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Again, you're connected with heaven. You're connected with heaven. You're an ambassador for Jesus. You're no longer of this world. You're, you're of the citizen. You're, you're of the realm of, he- of heaven. You are a citizen of the kingdom of God. But you still live on the, the rest of your life on this earth as you, His body, performing His works... Uh, being connected to the head who is at the right hand of the Father. So, by virtue of this, you and I, we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. That's one attribute of grace, attribute of grace. Here's a second attribute of grace. God chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before Him. That's grace. We are holy and blameless before God. And the thing that's so interesting to me, and I don't have time to go into all this, but God chose us in Christ before the world was even founded, before you even received Him, to be holy and blameless in love. What that simply means is God made the decision before we were ever around that at one point in time, He would send Jesus to offer salvation to the whole world. And those that receive salvation are considered by God Himself in His own eyes holy and blameless before Him. Is that incredible or what? And let me just throw this in. This is free. If Satan comes to you to accuse you, he's the accuser of the brethren. You know, that's, that's what he does. He accuses. It's a lie because no matter what your past says that you have done, no matter what you've done, no matter what you did yesterday, no matter how unqualified or unworthy you feel you are to even be a Christian or to serve Him, those are lies because if you know Jesus and you've received His grace, then you now stand before Him right now. I'm talking to somebody now, holy and blameless before Him. Listen, my friend, the gifts and the calling of God upon you, they're irrevocable. God will never change that. He's waiting on you perhaps to step into that calling because you believe His Word is true, especially like Ephesians chapter 1 right here, that you are holy. God made the decision to send Jesus and that through Jesus you would become holy and blameless before Him. That will never change because God made that decision. So never forget that, my friend. And he goes on to say, In love He predestined us to adoption as sons, as through, uh, excuse me, to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to Himself, 
according to the kind intention of His will, to the praise of the glory of His grace, which He freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. So attribute number three, He predestined you. Listen, predestination is nothing more than predetermining something just as God determined before the foundation of the world, before you were here, to make you holy and blameless in love. He also, the third attribute, predestined you through Jesus to be adopted as a son or a daughter of God Almighty. Think about that. That's an attribute of grace. Number one, you're blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Number two, you are holy and blameless before Him. And attribute number three, you are a son, adopted son, or an adopted daughter of the King of Kings, or through the King of Kings, of God Almighty. Incredible. I'm talking about the attributes of this grace. For by grace you have been saved through faith. Remember, grace is God's part. It's done. Faith is our part. We have to exercise faith to become a Christian, to believe in Him, and then to walk with Him on a daily basis as He develops our relationship and we develop ours with Him. Now, verse 7, In Him, we're talking about Jesus, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of His grace, which He lavished on us. So attribute number four, we are redeemed by His blood. And that causes us, that's because we are forgiven um, of our trespasses. Again, that goes back to being holy and blameless. But we do have redemption. So number one, we, we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Number two, we're holy and blameless before Him. Attribute of grace number three, we are adopted as sons um, or daughters to Father God through Jesus. And number four, we are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Let me tell you, my friend, you are valuable in God's sight. He paid uh, an, an unimaginably high price for you to be able to come to know Jesus and to be holy before Him by sending Jesus. He paid that price with Jesus Christ and it's only in Him and through Him that we have that redemption. And in verse 9, He made known to us the mystery of His will. Excuse me. He made known to us... Uh, Yes, the mystery of His will according to the kind intention which He had, pur- he had purposed in Him with a view to an administration suitable um, to the fullness of the times that... Uh, that is, some, the summing up... Here it is. The summing up of all things in Christ, things in the heavens and things on the earth. Here's all He's saying right here in verse 9. I believe it was verse 9 or 10. That it's all about Jesus. It's all about you. Everything is summed up in Jesus. That's just the way God predetermined it to be. And predestination doesn't mean that certain people will go to hell and certain people are chosen by God to go to heaven. God doesn't send people to hell. People that go to hell are those that simply choose not to believe that Jesus came and died for them. Because we were born into a fallen nature. That's a whole other story, but you probably know that. started in the Garden of Eden with the fall of man. But the bottom line is... You are predestined by God, meaning that He predetermined before, He predestinated before, that everyone, for God so loved the world, that whoever, whoever, whoever believes in Him, whoever is anybody, and it covers everybody. It doesn't limit, 
It doesn't pre-pick people. It doesn't pick and choose whoever is everybody, right? So for God so loved the world that whoever believes in Him and trusts Him should not perish but have everlasting life. God didn't sin, he goes on to say, Jesus into the world to condemn the world, but that the world, that's everybody, through him might be saved. And remember, God's part is done. That's grace. Our part is faith. We have to believe it and we have to receive it. There will be those who will not receive it, who choose to, in pride or whatever, in ignorance or whatever, to reject God thinking they don't need this and... uh, If they leave this life and not receiving Jesus as their Savior, then they will end up in the place called hell that's prepared for the devil and his angels. It's such a shame, but the Scripture says it's not God's will that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance and to the knowledge of Him. So, let's continue on here in Ephesians uh, chapter 1. Verse 11, In Him also we have obtained an inheritance, having been predetermined according to His purpose, uh, who works all things after the counsel of His will, to the end that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, and he's talking about to themselves here, would be the, to the praise of His glory. Now listen, we have an inheritance. If we... If one of the attributes of being a Christian, the attributes of God's grace, is that we are adopted as sons or daughters, guess what? You also receive an inheritance to go along with that. And that inheritance is the fact that we are holy and blameless before Him, that we're sons and daughters of God, that we're blessed in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that it was predetermined before the world that we would be redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And our inheritance lasts through all eternity. That's the good thing. I mean, heaven's going to be a great place. It's going to be a lot better than where we are here. But we have it now. And that inheritance will be fully realized when we go to be with Jesus. Isn't that incredible? Let me get back in here on the Word of God now. In Him, verse 13, you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, you were sealed, having also believed, here it is, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of His glory. Now that's a mouthful, but it just kind of sums everything up. You know, in Christ, you were sealed by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of promise, when you believed and you received. That's our part. I like this. He kind of closes this out with our part. You see, he talks about all the attributes, and if I can remember these and get them right, of course, number one was we're blessed with every spiritual blessings, a blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Number two, we were uh, we are holy and blameless before Him in Christ. Number three, we're adopted as sons and daughters uh, through Jesus Christ. In Him, we have redemption through His blood, and it goes on and on. He lavished that grace on us. You know, and we are we've obtained, as Paul said, an inheritance that man, we're going to realize that full inheritance when we go with be, to be with him. But listen, my friend, we can live by that inheritance today as we serve him. Now that's just a few attributes of God's grace. And let me remind you for about the fifth time, God's already done it for us. Man, that's who you are in Jesus. That's who I am in Christ Jesus, what I've just talked about. And the second part is simply that we believe 
what God has told us to do. That we simply receive it. We don't have to work for it. And listen, let me just say this as I close. We don't have to work once we become saved. There is no amount of work you could ever do or you think you might require yourself to do to maintain your salvation. The maintenance or the retaining of your salvation is the same way. I mean, I'm not saying you'll lose your salvation if you, if you don't walk by faith, but in order to maintain that salvation, you don't have to work to try to keep it. You don't have to continue to score brownie points with, with God and with Jesus to keep your salvation. Absolutely not. You just walk by faith. You just believe what He says. That's why it's so important that we know the Word of God. We first learn the Word of God. We search out the Word of God. Perhaps, as a result of this message, you've come to the conclusion today that you need to become a student of the Word of God. I don't care about being a scholar. A a scholar is what you've accomplished, but a student is one who ever learns. He's ever learning. She's ever learning the Word of God and understands that you never get enough of the Word. You know, Jesus told Satan when he came to him and tried to tempt him to turn the, when he was in the wilderness, to turn the stones into bread. You know, he said, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Even Jesus confessed that. And it's the same for you and me. We live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And that's what sustains, that's what carries us through in our relationship after we become saved. And even more important, or maybe more accurately stated, that's what causes us to grow up to a mature person in Christ Jesus after we become saved. We, we live and feed upon the Word of God and we receive the Word of God and then live and feed on it by faith. By faith. God's part, grace. Unmerited favor is there waiting for you if you've never received Jesus. It's just a matter of asking Jesus to come into your hearts. That's simple. You come to the end of yourself, quite frankly. You say, Jesus, I'm tired of trying to run things myself. It's obviously that I've made a mess. And, and you have to be able to come to that point. And then you just surrendered your, your life to Jesus. He comes in and you begin living for Him by faith. I want to thank you for tuning in and logging on to my podcast I hope you have a blessed day. We look forward to seeing you again next time. God bless you.